Viewer discretion is advised. Stories are run in a cycle of the news to where we almost become sick of them. What happened to the stories that dominated the news for such a long time? Did they ever figure out what the actor or actress's death was caused by? Who was the killer in that string of murders? Does the legendary creature exist? Or was it made up by someone simply seeking attention? How did that one person die? Welcome to the Aftermath, where we hop in our time machines and figure out what ended up happening in the news stories we followed so intently and then never heard the ending to due to life smacking us in the face with more happenings. Forgotten Story how Anne Frank and her family survived for two years. Any opinion given does not reflect on the aftermath and or staff. Viewer discretion strongly advised. Anne Frank was a young Jewish girl who wrote a diary while hiding from the Nazis during World War II. She was born in Frankfurt, Germany on June 12, 1929. Her family moved to Amsterdam, Netherlands in 1934 after Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party came to power in Germany. In 1940, the Nazis occupied the Netherlands and began to persecute Jews. Anne and her family went into hiding in a secret annex behind her father's office on July 6, 1942. They were helped by some non-Jewish friends who helped them with food and supplies. Anne kept a diary in which she recorded her thoughts, feelings, and experiences during the two years in hiding. She also wrote stories and poems in her diary, wanted to become a writer, and hoped her diary would be published someday. Anne Frank's diary has sold more than 30 million copies in 67 languages. The diary is widely regarded as one of the most powerful memoirs of the Holocaust and a testament to Anne Frank's courage and optimism. Unfortunately, Anne and her family were betrayed by an unknown person and arrested by the the Gestapo on August 4, 1944. They were sent to various concentration camps where they suffered from hunger, disease, and brutality. Anne and her sister Margot died of typhus in Bergen Belsen concentration camp in February or March of 1945. They were only 15 and 19 years old, respectively. Their mother Edith died of starvation in Auschwitz in January of 1945. Their father Otto was the only survivor from the family and anyone else in the attic. He returned to Amsterdam after the war and found Anne's diary, which had been saved by one of their helpers, Mead Ice. He decided to fulfill Anne's wish and published her diary in 1947. The diary became a worldwide bestseller and translated into more than 70 languages. It also inspired several plays and movies that portrayed Anne's life and legacy. Anne Frank is one of the most famous and influential victims of the Holocaust. Her diary is a powerful testimony of the horrors of war and the resilience of human spirit. Her words have touched millions of people and inspired them to fight for justice, peace, and human rights. She is a symbol of hope and courage for many generations. In her diary, quote, I don't want to have lived in vain like most people. I want to be useful and bring enjoyment 
to all people, even those I've never met. I want to go on living after my death. In the backstory, Adolf Hitler, the dictator of Nazi Germany, committed suicide on April 30th, 1945 in an underground bunker in Berlin when it became clear that Germany would lose the Battle of Berlin and World War II in Europe. He shot himself with a pistol, while his wife of one day, Eva Braun, took cyanide. Their bodies were then burned and buried in the guard of the Reich's Chancellery. However, there were many conspiracy theories and rumors that Hitler survived and escaped to another country. But that's for a different podcast. The Soviet Union, which captured Berlin and Hitler's bunker, initially claimed they could not confirm Hitler's death and later spread conflicting reports about his fate. Some of these reports suggested that Hitler had died while taking cyanide, while others claimed he fled and was still alive. The truth about Hitler's death was not officially confirmed until the 1950s and 1960s, when the Soviet Union authorities revealed that they had recovered Hitler's burnt remains and identified them through dental records. They also admitted that they had secretly buried and cremated Hitler's body several times before finally scattering the ashes in 19. Hitler's death marked the end of his reign of terror and the collapse of Nazi Germany. He was responsible for starting World War II in Europe and orchestrating the Holocaust, the genocide of millions of Jews and other persecuted groups. He is widely regarded as one of the most evil and hated figures in history. Anne Frank and her family ended up in the attic because they were trying to escape the Nazis who were persecuting and deporting Jews in the Netherlands during World War II. Anne's sister, Margot, received a letter ordering her to report to a work camp in Germany in July 1942. This was a sign that their lives were in danger and they had to go into hiding. Anne's father, Anno, had prepared a secret apartment behind his office in Prissengach 263 in Amsterdam, where he planned to hide his family and some of his Jewish friends. They moved into the attic on July 6, 1942, and left a false trail suggesting they had fled to Switzerland, hoping to stay there until the war was over where they could escape to a safer place. They were helped by some of Otto's non-Jewish employees who brought them food, supplies, and kept them informed of the outside. The attic also became known as the secret annex or the hiding place. Anne wrote about their life in the attic in her diary, which she stated on her 13th birthday, June 12, 1942. What happened to the people who helped them? The people who helped Anne Frank and her family in the attic were Meep Geis. She was an office worker who brought food and supplies to the annex. She also saved Anne's diary after the arrest and gave it to Otto Frank. She died at the age 100 in 2010. Jan Geis, he was Meep's husband, a social worker, who helped the annex residents with ration cards and news. He died at 87 in 1993. Victor Kugler, he was Otto Frank's business partner, who helped arrange a hiding place and provided support. He was arrested and sent to a labor camp, but escaped and survived the war. He died at 81 in the year 1981. Beep Vaska she was an office worker who helped bring food and supplies to the annex. She also helped Anne with her writing and education. She died at age 63 in 1983, Elizabeth Viscockajal. She was Beep's sister and a typist who helped transcribe some of Anne's diary pages. She died at age 73 in 2005. These were the people who risked their lives to help Anne Frank and her family, and they're honored as righteous among the nations by Yad Vashem, the World Holocaust Remembrance Center. Did anyone else know about the hiding place? There were some other people who knew about Anne Frank and her family's hiding in the attic, 
The helpers. These were the non-Jewish employees and friends of Otto Frank who helped the eight people in the annex with food, supplies, news, and moral support. They were Meep Geises, Jan Geises, Victor Kugler, Johannes Kleidman, Beep Voskajal, the warehouse workers. These were the people who worked in the warehouse below the annex. They didn't know exactly who was hiding there, but they knew that something was going on. They were Willem Van Maren, Martin Schliegers, Lammert Hartog, Johann Voskajal, Beps Beep's father, Lena Hartog, Lambert's wife, and some of them were suspected of betraying the Franks, but none of them were ever proven guilty. The dentist family. This was the family of Fritz Pfeiffer, the dentist who joined the Franks in the annex in November of 42. He had a son named Werner and a fiancé named Charlotte Coletta. They knew he was hiding with the Franks, but they didn't know where. They also helped them by sending letters and packages through Meep Geis. These people kept the secret for the annex for over two years. Someone else betrayed them to the Nazis on August 4th, of 44. The identity of this person is still unknown, but there are many theories and suspects. People had different reactions to Anne Frank's diary when it was published. Some reactions were positive. Many people praised the diary for its literary quality, emotional depth, and historical significance. They admired Anne's courage, honesty, and optimism in the face of adversity. They also sympathized with her for suffering such a tragic fate. Some examples of positive reactions are Eleanor Roosevelt, the former First Lady of the United States, wrote the foreword for the first edition of the diary in 1952. She called it, quote, one of the wisest, most moving commentaries on war and its impact on human beings that I have ever seen, end quote. Jacqueline Van Marsen, Anne's best friend, was, was happy to see her diary published. Quote, I was very proud that she had written such a beautiful book, end quote. Queen Juliana of the Netherlands sent a letter to Otto Frank, Anne's father in 56. She expressed her admiration for Anne and her gratitude for Otto's efforts to spread her message. She wrote, quote, Your daughter's diary has made a deep impression on me, and I am convinced that it will do so on many others, end quote. Now, what about the negative responses? Some people criticized the diary for being too personal, too sentimental, and too edited. They doubted its authenticity, relevance, or value. They also denied or downplayed the atrocities of the Holocaust. Some examples of negative reactions are the German writer Eric Kastner wrote a review of the diary in 1950. He criticized it for being too sentimental and melodramatic. He said, quote, The diary is not a document of the resistance, nor a testament, nor a religious confession. The French writer Raymond Aaron wrote an article about the diary in 1958. He questioned its authenticity and accused Otto Frank of manipulating it to suit his own agenda. He said, quote, The diary is not a spontaneous outpouring, but a carefully composed work, end quote. The American Holocaust denier David Irving claimed that the diary was a forgery that Anne Frank never existed. He said, quote, The Anne Frank diary is a hoax, end quote. There are many suspects as to who told on Anne Frank, her family, and friends. To the Nazis, who raided their hiding place in the attic on August 4th, 1944. Here are some of the suspects. Willem von Morin. He was a warehouse worker who worked below the annex. He was often suspected of being a betrayer because he was known for, to be dishonest and curious about the activities in the office. However, there's no concrete evidence that he knew 
about the hiding place or even contact with the Nazis. Lena Hartog, she was the wife of another warehouse worker, Lambert Hartog. She also worked as a cleaner and had access to the building. She was accused of being an informant by her husband who claimed that she had a grudge against Otto Frank and his business partner, Victor Kugler. However, there's no proof that she had any motive or opportunity to betray the Franks. Nellie Vescajol. She was a sister of Beat Vescajol, one of the helpers who brought the food and supplies to the annex. She was a Nazi sympathizer and a member of the Dutch Nazi party. She knew that her sister was involved in some secret activity, but she did not know the details or the location of the hiding place. She was suspected of being a traitor by her father, Johan, who worked in the warehouse and helped build the bookcase that concealed the entrance to the annex. However, there's no evidence that she had any knowledge or contact with the Nazis. Tony Ahlers, he was a Dutch Nazi and blackmailer who had threatened Otto Frank before he went into hiding. He knew that Otto was Jewish and had some illegal business dealings. He also had connections with some of the Nazi officials and informers. He was also suggested as a possible betrayer by Carol Ann Lee, a biographer of Otto Frank who claimed that Ehlers had found proof about the hiding place and reported it to the Nazis. However, there's no proof that Ehlers had any knowledge or involvement of the raid. Ennis van de Dijk. She was a Jewish woman who collaborated with the Nazis and betrayed dozens of fellow Jews to save herself from deportation. She was arrested and executed after the war for her crimes. She was proposed as a potential informant by Gerald Grimer, an author who claimed that his father also was a collaborator, had heard Van de Dijk confessing to being the one to expose the Franks. However, there's no evidence that she even had any knowledge or connection with the Franks or their helpers. The most recent investigation by a team of experts led by former FBI agent by Vincent Pinkoki has identified a new suspect who may have been responsible for telling on Anne Frank and her family. The suspect is Arnold Vandenberg. He was a Jewish notary who had been a member of the Jewish Council, a body forced to implement Nazi policy in Jewish areas. He had been exempted from deportation because of his work, but he lost his protection in 44. He then tried to save himself and his wife by providing information to the Nazis about Jews in hiding. He had access to some documents that revealed the location of the annex, and he knew some of the people involved helping the Franks. He also had contact with Karl Siebenbauer, the Nazi officer who led the raid on the annex. He was named as a possible betrayer by an anonymous note sent to Otto Frank after the war, but Otto Frank never made it public. The investigation team used modern techniques such as artificial intelligence, data analysis to find connections between Vandenberg and other evidence related to the case. The investigation team has not claimed that Vandenberg definitively is the betrayer, but they've presented him as the leading suspect based on their findings. They've also ruled out some of the other suspects based on their lack of knowledge, motive, or opportunity to betray the Franks. However, they have acknowledged that there may be other factors or people involved in the case that are still unknown. The mystery of who told on Anne, Frank, and her family remains unsolved, but it continues to fascinate with the, the challenge of researchers and historians. They never found Anne's body. She died of typhus in Virgin Belzen concentration camp in February or March of 1945, along with her sister Margot. Their bodies were thrown into a mass grave and with thousands of other victims of the Nazis. The exact location of their grave is unknown, but there's a memorial stone for them in the camp. Anne Frank's diary is the only legacy she left behind. 
and it's a powerful testimony of her life and spirit. Peter and his family were arrested and deported to different concentration camps. He was separated from his parents at Auschwitz. He was sent to the men's camp. He survived the selection for the gas chambers, but he had to endure hard labor and starvation. However, the last diary entry by Anne Frank came on August 1st, 1944, and it gives us some insight to her thoughts and feelings at the time. Here is that post. Quote, Dear Kitty, a bundle of contradictions was at the end of my previous letter and is the beginning of this one. Can you please tell me exactly what a bundle of contradictions is? What does contradiction mean? Like so many words, it can be interpreted in two ways. A contradiction imposed from without and one imposed from within. The former means not accepting other people's opinions, always knowing best, having the last word. In short, all of those unpleasant traits for which I'm known. The latter, for which I'm not known, is my own secret. As I've told you many times, I'm split in two. One side contains my exuberant cheerfulness, my flippancy, my joy in life, and above all, my ability to appreciate the lighter side of things. By that, I mean I'm not finding anything wrong with flirtations, a kiss, an embrace, an off-color joke. This side of me is usually lying in wait to ambush the other one, which is much purer, deeper, and finer. The happy-go-lucky Anne laughs, gives flippant replies, shrugs her shoulders, and pretends she doesn't give a darn. The quiet Anne reacts to just the opposite way. If I'm being completely honest, I'll have to admit that it does matter to me, that I'm trying very hard to change myself, but that I'm always against a more powerful enemy. In this entry, Anne Frank reflects on how she was perceived by others and how she perceives herself. She revealed that in her inner conflict between her cheerful and carefree side and her serious and sensitive side, she expressed her desire to be more authentic and honest with herself and others. She also shows her maturity and self-awareness as she analyzes her own personality and behavior. Anne's last diary entry ends with a hopeful note, quote, a voice within me is sobbing. You see, that's what's become of you. You're surrounded by negative opinions, dismayed looks, and mocking faces. People who dislike you, and all because you don't listen to the advice of your own better half. Believe me, I'd like to listen, but it doesn't work because I'm quiet and serious. Everyone thinks I'm putting on a new act and I have to save myself for the joke. And then I'm not even talking about my own family who assumes I must be sick. Stuff me with aspirins and sedatives. Feel my neck and my forehead to see if I have a temperature. Ask about my bowel movements and berate me for being in a bad mood until I just can't keep it anymore. Because when everybody starts hovering over me, I get cross, then sad, and finally end up turning my heart inside out. The bad part on the outside and the good part on the inside and, and keep trying to find a way to become what I'd like to be and what I could be if only there were no other people in the world. Yours, Anne Frank, end quote. Here, Anne acknowledges the difficulty she faces in being herself in a hostile and oppressive environment. She also criticizes her family for not understanding her and trying to change her. She wishes that she could be free from the influence of others. Other people live according to their own ideals. She signs off with her full name as a sign of confidence and dignity. Unfortunately, Anne's wish was never fulfilled. 
Three days after writing this entry on August 4, 1944, she and the other seven people hiding in the secret annex were discovered by the Nazis and arrested. They were deported to different concentration camps, where most of them died before the end of the war. Anne Frank died of typhus at Bergen Belsen Camp in February or March of 45, just a few weeks before the camp was liberated by the British troops. Her diary was found by Meet Geis, one of the helpers who had supported the people in hiding, and was later published by her father, Otto Frank, who was the only survivor from everyone in the annex. Her diary became a classic war literature and source of inspiration for millions of people around the world. Anne Frank's last words may not be known for sure, but her last diary entry shows us that she was a remarkable young girl who had a lot to say about herself and the world. She was a bundle of contradictions indeed. A girl who was brave, yet vulnerable, hopeful, yet realistic, cheerful, yet sad, playful, yet serious, ordinary, yet extraordinary. She was a girl who wanted to live and be herself, but was denied both by cruelty and history. She was a girl who left behind a legacy of courage and wisdom and humanity that will never be forgotten. We may never know for sure who ratted on Anne Frank and her family to the Nazis, and as there is no definitive proof or confession from any of the suspects. However, there are some new developments and theories that may shed some light on this mystery. One of the most recent compelling hypotheses is that Arnold, member of the Jewish Council in Holland, was the one who betrayed the Franks and their companions. This theory is based on a six-year investigation led by the previously mentioned Vince Pinkoki, who used modern investigative techniques and computer algorithms to analyze various sources of evidence. The investigation found that Vanderberg had lost his protection from deportation and had to provide valuable information to the Nazis to save his own ass and also his wife's ass. The investigation also found an anonymous note sent to Otto Frank after the war that named Vandenberg as the betrayer. So, you mentioned the Jewish Council. What was it? The Jewish Council, or Judenrat, was an administrative body that the Nazis forced the Jews to form in areas they occupied during World War II. The Jewish Council was supposed to represent the Jewish community and carry out Nazi orders, such as collecting taxes, organizing labor, and selecting people for deportation. The Jewish Council had no real power or authority and often faced impossible choices and dilemmas. Some members of the Jewish Council tried to help their fellow Jews by providing food, medical care, and education, while others were accused of collaborating with the Nazis for personal gain and or survival. The Jewish Council was also a source of controversy and debate among the Jews themselves, as some saw it as a way of resisting or negotiating with the Nazis, while others saw it as a way of betraying and surrendering to them. The Jewish Council was ultimately tragic and a futile institution, as most of its members and the Jews they represented were killed by the Nazis. Another theory involves Nellie Vascajul, the niece of Elizabeth B. Vascajul. One of the helpers of the Franks was the informant. The theory is based on a 2018 book by Jaron de Bruin and Jupe van Fiek who claimed that Nellie was a Nazi sympathizer and had a personal grudge against Otto Frank. The book also claimed that Nellie confessed her role in the betrayal to her sister before she died in 2014. Other theories have suggested that Willem Van Maren, a warehouse employee who worked near the annex of Tony Allers, a Dutch Nazi collaborator who had his business dealings with Otto Frank, were responsible for the tip-off. However, none of these theories have been conclusively proven or widely accepted by historians 
fans and experts. The betrayal of Anne Frank and her family remains one of the most tragic unresolved mysteries of the Holocaust. It is possible that new evidence and testimonies may emerge in the future that could provide more clarity and closure to this case. However, it's also possible that we may not ever know for sure who ratted out Anne Frank and her family and friends, and why they did it. Only one person in the attic survived the war that was in the attic with Anne Frank, family, and friends. That person was Otto Frank. Anne's father and owner of the company where the attic was located. He was the only one who was not killed in the concentration camps or on death marches. He returned to Amsterdam after the war and published Anne's Diary, which became a famous and influential book. The attic where Anne Frank and her family hid from the Nazis is still around. It's part of the Anne Frank House, a museum dedicated to Anne Frank and her diary. The museum is still located near the canal where Anne could look out the window and see close to Westerkirk in central Amsterdam in the Netherlands. The museum preserves the hiding place known as the Secret Annex where Anne Frank wrote her diary and the history of the Second World War. The museum opened to the public in 1960 and has since welcomed millions of visitors from all over the world. The museum also organizes educational programs, exhibitions to promote human rights and combat discrimination and racism. The Aftermath After the Germans found Anne Frank, family, and friends in the attic, they were arrested and taken to different concentration camps. Anne and her sister Margot were first sent to Auschwitz where they were separated from their parents. They had to endure hard labor, hunger, disease, and abuse. In 1944, they were transferred to Bergen-Belsen, another concentration camp in northern Germany. There, they suffered from typhus, a deadly infection caused by lice. Anna Margot died of typhus in February or March of 1945, just a few weeks before the British forces were to liberate that camp. Their bodies were thrown into a mass grave. Anne's father, Otto Frank, was the only one of the eight people who hid in the attic that survived. He returned to Amsterdam after the war and learned that his wife Edith had died in Auschwitz. He also found out about his daughters. He was given Anne's diary by Meet Geis, one of the helpers who had saved it from the Nazis. He decided to publish the diary as a tribute to his daughter and a testimony to the horrors of the Holocaust. The Germans who ran death camps were mostly members of the Nazi party and its paramilitary organizations such as the SS, the SD, and Gestapo. They were responsible for implementing the quote-unquote final solution, the Nazi plan to exterminate the Jews and other persecuted groups in Europe. After World War II ended, many of the war criminals were captured and put on trial for their crimes against humanity, crimes against peace, and war crimes. Some of the most famous trials were held in Nuremberg, Germany, where 22 high-ranking Nazi officials were prosecuted by an international tribunal. Of these 22, 12 were sentenced to death by hanging, 3 were acquitted, and the rest received prison sentences. However, not all the Germans who ran the death camps were brought to justice. Some of them managed to escape or evade capture, often with the help of sympathizers or forged documents. Some of them fled to countries that were willing to shelter them, such as Argentina, Brazil, Egypt, or Syria. Others lived in hiding under false identities in Germany or elsewhere in Europe. Some of them were later tracked down and arrested by Nazi hunters, such as Simon Weisenthal or Sergei, and beat Clarsfield. Others died of natural causes, 
or committed suicide before they could be caught. The hunt for the last surviving Nazi war criminal continues to this very day, although it is becoming increasingly difficult and unlikely to find any more living perpetrators. Most of them would be in their 90s or older by now, and many of them may have died without ever being identified or prosecuted. Nevertheless, some organizations and individuals will still pursue these cases, hoping to bring closure and justice to the victims and the survivors of the Holocaust. Special thanks to the following. WarHistoryOnline.com, Britannica.com, Time.com, WebshotAndFrank.org, CNN.com, SmithsonianMagazine.com, Bing.com, BBC.com, AndFrank.ch, StarTribune.com, StudyLib.net, RottenTomatoes.com, History.com, Bartleby.com, Grunge.com, MassInitiativeHistory.com, NationalGeographic.com, BBC.com, History.com, CBSNews.com, IFCJ.org, Vimbuzz.com, JPost.com, NewYorkPost.com, JTA.org, FacingHistory.org, NationalWW2Museum.org. This is Dan Hudson saying, Peace!